Welcome to episode 49 of A Politic. We are engaged in a progressive discussion of politics for people who hate politics in about five to 10 minutes. We try to keep it short and to the point. We encourage people and empower them. We're attempting to promote a transformation of our society for the benefit of everyone in the society. The goal of the podcast is to encourage voter registration and voter participation in a process of reducing the conflict and division of our society. We're hoping to encourage you to get informed about the issues. Society as a whole really needs each and every one of us to vote based on making informed choices, and that really means looking into the issues and not being fooled by all the misinformation available in the media. Some of it is accurate and true, but some of it is not, and so we have to carefully analyze the information that we use to form our opinions and cast our votes. A politic pledges to give high quality information that is not biased toward a political party. We're going to look at various topics through the lens of progressive principles as we're looking at significant dates in American history, issues, policies, heroes, and programs. We want to examine these topics using real stories and real people. Again, all in relation to our progressive principles. This is the first of several episodes where we're going to join Steve in examining the use of a legislative tool that's very important in determining how laws are prioritized and passed in Congress. Most of the time when Congress considers an action, they say the American people don't know anything about this and they also don't care. We need to change that thinking in favor of our representatives knowing that we do understand the legislative process and we do care. The COVID relief process has dragged on for almost nine months because one side, the Republicans, has been standing in the way of providing relief for those most in need, while the other side, the Democrats, has been twiddling their thumbs and afraid to act. They didn't make enough noise before the November 20th, 2020 election and that they actually cared about this issue. And after they won the majority in the Senate in January 2021, they've been pussyfooting around their way, the, they're putting, pussyfooting their way around the issue. Meanwhile, many people in the country are continuing to suffer from the effects of the pandemic, while at the same time, many people have been unaffected by the health and economic effects of the pandemic. The people must be more vocal. President Biden has been very slow to act in spite of mounting evidence that continuing delay of relief is causing major damage to a large number of people. Again, the progressive principle, which is at stake in this whole situation, is principle number four, and also 
Principle number seven is uh, relevant. That is, increases care and aid for members of our society who are disabled or otherwise unable to function at their full potential and increases health and safety. As we said in most previous episodes, we cannot claim to be progressive when we are violating constitutional and progressive principles. Thus, we need more voters to be heard in the question of which direction our country should take, forward or backward. Thank you for joining us, and we are looking forward to our discussion. Welcome to episode 49 of A Politic, and I'm joined again today with my friend Steve. How are you doing, Steve? Uh, very well, uh, Bill. Yourself? I'm doing well as well. So today we're going to talk about the nuclear option. And um, this is something that has not been discussed a whole lot in the news and yet it's been around and it's been affecting us for a period of time um, and it's been sort of in the background and so we want to talk about the nuclear option what it is and the fact that in a way it's a misnomer it's something that is being talked about as a really big deal it's something that both Democrats and Republicans have been a little bit afraid of, and yet both sides have used it. And so, first of all, let's discuss. Let's let's describe what is the nuclear option. Is this something having to do with bombs and destroying humanity? Uh, not really. But when you're talking about parliamentary or congressional mechanics. Uh, it might as well be. Um, well, and, now, is uh, that really true? Are people going to die if the nuclear... Oh, no, 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 no. That's is what I'm saying. That's nuclear. Yeah, that, that's nuclear in, in the world of physics. This yes. is a nuclear in terms of uh, parliamentary procedure. It's and a big what deal. Can, it's a yeah, big it, deal. It is a big go, deal. Yeah, go ahead. Because... Because when it when it deals with well, since we're focusing on the U.S. Senate, um, it it really came to pass. Uh, I think about twenty years ago, around two thousand one, there was um, an election, a uh, national election, and the Senate was split right down the middle, fifty fifty, right. uh, fifty Republicans, fifty Democrats, and of course they needed to figure out well how how are we going to do this and. Uh, uh, they came up with uh, an architecture for uh, that era that was a compromise that basically uh, allowed uh, either side to uh, exercise uh, the idea of the filibuster. If there was a piece of legislation that was before the Senate and uh, it was uh, uh, basically a contentious issue and the two parties were split right down the middle. Uh, they needed to figure out, well, how do we how do we compromise here? And um, the bottom line to it all was that they decided back in 2001 
that you needed what would be considered a super majority to move the legislation forward. And instead of having in, in an organization of a hundred individuals, you would think, you know, to pass anything, you need one more than 50, you know, 51 is a majority. Well, they decided to scrap that idea uh, in the sense of the nuclear option, which said, no, what you're going to need is 61 votes to move any legislation. Well, in a, uh, a highly politically charged environment, uh, to get those extra 10 votes uh, really made it impossible for either side to kind of move their their policy agenda forward. And that became the glue that stuck everything together. And it was a mechanism whereby the minority could always slow the process down to almost not even a crawl. And the result was nothing of any substance could ever and did ever get done unless you had an election that gave you uh, the, those 61 votes that made it possible for, for legislation to move forward. And it's been a very, um, uh, well, disconcerting uh, parliamentary uh, uh, mechanism. Well, when we go back to the election of 2008 and Barack Obama was elected, one of the first things that the Republicans under Mitch McConnell said was, and the previous Republican leader had been Trent Lott from Mississippi. So Mitch McConnell took over in, from Kentucky, and he said, our number one objective is to prevent anything from happening. We're going to make President Obama a failure. Now, people may or may not remember very well that in 2008, 2009, we had a financial meltdown. The economy was in free fall. There were millions of people unemployed. There were billions and trillions of dollars being lost. The financial system was in chaos. The auto manufacturers were about to go under. They were declaring bankruptcy left and right. And so for the Republicans to have the goal to try to make the president who was just elected a failure was an awful, awful strategy. And so they spent the next four years blocking as much as they possibly could. And the only thing that was able to be done was the Democrats were able to put together that 60 vote majority you were talking about when Al Franken was declared the winner after a year of, of uh, recounting and stalling. So the Democrats actually only had one year where they had a veto-proof majority in the Senate. And up till that point, for a full year, the Republicans were oppositional. And for the next year, they were on attack because they couldn't control the votes. Because in the end, the, the, ex, the, the existence of the filibuster that right. back to the 2001 agreement exactly. was, was able to slow walk everything to the point where... As you said, nothing got done. So what happened then, 
So what happened then was finally the Senate leader at that point, Harry Reid from Nevada, finally said, okay, in order to get some judges approved, we're going to go with what you just said a few minutes ago, a 51 vote majority. That's it. And so that was the so-called first use of the nuclear option. And then the Republicans regained the Senate control and they won the White House in 2016. And so what did the, what did the Republicans do? Well, uh, Mitch McConnell being the, uh, the professional uh, that he is in, in terms of the Senate was able to then prioritize what he felt and those that thought that with him that the long-term uh, uh, horizon that they wanted to cement for uh, their vision of the country was to get as many judges appointed throughout the federal judiciary that would be um, uh, thinkers that would align themselves with their vision of jurisprudence. Right, is, so uh, they, they did what the Democrats were doing, but they took it one step farther. Now again, the news media doesn't discuss this. How did the Republicans take it one step farther? Well, at the end of the day, uh, what they did was they uh, basically, um, that only subject that would ever make it to the docket in the Senate. And so uh, at, the end of, at the end of the day, all the other important issues that needed to be addressed by the federal government and its Congress was always left waiting and waiting and... Um, well, they, actually, they, Steve, let me short circuit you here. Sure, what sure. the Republicans did was they took the nuclear option into the Supreme Court choice. In other oh. words, up till that point, they still needed 60 votes to confirm a Republican, or I'm sorry, a Supreme Court justice. And the Republicans said, okay, we're going to use the nuclear option for all judicial uh, appointments, uh, yeah. including the Supreme Court. Yeah, I, I do remember uh, you jogged my, uh, my uh, two brain cells there, uh, Bill. Um, the only part of the judiciary that did not fall under the first wave of the nuclear option that they, that they left that needed 61 votes was a Supreme Court justice. And they, you know, once they gained control, um, uh, Speaker McConnell, they, uh, Leader McConnell, basically said, "Look, let's go for the gold here, and let's let's do away with, you know, uh, the filibuster for Supreme Court nominees." And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Okay, now this is going to be the end of this particular episode, and we're going to go into what's going to go on now in 2020 in our next episode. Thank you for joining us for episode 49 of A Politic. As you can see, the legislative use of tools like the nuclear option can promote justice and 
can be an instrument of progress. We badly need all eligible voters to get informed on the issues, like the use and misuse of legislative tools, and then cast their vote. We can't blindly trust the media. All we can do is a lot of cross-checking on what's being told to see if the information is consistent, reliable, and valid. But you must decide how we in this country will respond to the issue of clarification of our identity and clarifying the course of moving forward. What does that really mean? Your vote determines our future. Again, I'm talking to all of you people who haven't been voting. That 33 to 40% who just haven't felt like taking the time and trouble to become informed on the issues and then casting your ballot. You are the ones who will control the balance of power in the United States over the next 20 to 50 years. Good luck. Now we're going to look at both parties' trouble with the transition of policies to address the COVID-19 pandemic in the nuclear option part two and the resistance in moving forward in 2021 for our next podcast. So we'll look forward to seeing you at episode 50. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.